Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I am Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today, today's show, we have a sponsor. Holy cow. Cheshire Impact on a mission to help you maximize your use of what? Pardot and Salesforce. But bam, CheshireImpact.com. Pow. So, today's guest, so excited to introduce you. He's a marketing leader. Leader. He's a marketing He's there. He's the guy. He's a fearless 50 marketer. He's the VP of marketing at Vidyard, a chalk talker, a wise sage, and a podcast host himself. Tyler Lessard, how are you, sir? Oh, you are too kind, my friend. I am fabulous. Uh, I am super excited about this conversation. I've been yeah. living in this world uh, for, for a while now, and I got a lot to say. So it's good to be here, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. It's an honor. I mean, Vidyard, we've you know, we've worked with you guys. We've seen you. You're, you're a huge player. I know you've got some things you've announced and whatnot. Um, but I want to remind people the theme and why you're such a great – I'm so glad you're here to help us with this theme. The theme really is around personalization. There's this roadmap. We've been trying to help people down this pathway. You get a tool like marketing automation. We don't want you to just batch and blast like MailChimp. Come on. We want you to actually use the tool, right? Actually use it. So we created a step-by-step -step roadmap and we have getting to know our buyer, we have, you know, different, different stages, ROI tracking, all sorts of cool things we've talked about every different month. And now we're on the month. The, really, the fun, it's a fun one. It's personalization, customizing the journey to the buyer. And so I just want to pass you Thor's hammer here and can you just take that and smash a myth? I mean, what kind of bogus strategy are you hearing around personalization? Well, it's, uh, I do love this topic uh, yeah. as, as a marketer today. And I think, so the, the myth I would love to smash is that personalization is purely and all about the science and the segmentation. So okay. a lot of us think about, okay, personalization, this is about figuring out, okay, using all the data behind the scenes and the tools to know, you know, who is this and, and how can right. I bucket them and make sure what stage of the buyer's journey they are so that they get the right information and the right workflow at the right time. Right. And yes, that is all super, super important. Um, I won't deny that. Right. Um, Good to have. It's, it is, but, but don't forget about the most important word within personalization, which is person. Or not ization? <laughs> I'll, I'll expand it to personal, but it's not ization. It's not, not ization. It's not, and it's definitely not the letter I. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Them. Yes. And uh, it really is about, you know, how do we create really relevant, interesting personal experiences mm -hmm. for people by using all of that, right? Because my, my point here is you can spend all day long building out these, these if and workflows and going, okay, they're here, they're there, they're going to get this, and they're going to get the right information here. But if at that point your trigger says, I'm going to send them a shitty email, it's still yeah. just a shitty email they're going to ignore. And all that work goes out the door. And so it's the real magic happens when you blend the science and the art and you go, you know, right information, right time to right individual with the right experience. And if you can nail that and what you hit them with is actually engaging and interesting and fun and personal and relevant. And I know it's hard, right? It's hard to right. do that at scale. Um, but I assure you it's possible. Uh, that's the real home run. And that's the promise of personalization in my mind. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? Too many X's and O's, ones and zeros. Um, we're all kind of nerd, nerdy a little bit or a lot in marketing, right? So then <laughs> the tech is cool. So it, it, I, it's easy to see how people can get distracted. Yeah. And also, you know, you may not really, it, it's easy to forget that, especially if you don't see a list of names, you just see, 
you know, 14 conversions on that page. That's actually 14 human beings, right. like you and me, who have hopes and dreams. They yeah. have histories. They're they're angry at their ex, and they're this and they're that. Like oh, they have <laughs> yeah. all this, and they have a puppy or a cat. Like yeah, actual. Uh, so it's that 14 is it's much more special, but also yeah. reminding yourself that. So yeah. Now, but where where do you start? Like so, we've said like okay, personalizations about the person. Are there certain things you do or you need to think about to to really apply that? Yeah, I think, and, and, you know, don't get me wrong, everybody. It's not about, okay, I need to, when I hit this person with the message, it needs to be something that's, you know, relevant to their, you know, personal lives. Cause we're not going to yeah. get to that point true, of knowing, true, okay, yeah. you know, this person is this or that. Right. But the idea is, you know, what the message, the content, um, that we're, that we are hitting them with, um, is it designed to spark not just a rational, but also an emotional response, right? Okay. Is, it, is it planned and written and produced and filmed or whatever it is in a way that, you know, if, if you were on the other side of it, would it kind of resonate with you? And would it make you stop and go, oh, you know what? This is actually interesting or right. this is fun or, uh, you know, this is inspiring, right? One of those sort of emotive words as opposed to, is this just relevant to me? And I think that's, again, that's the big challenge. And, and you see it on, you know, a lot of it on social where it is this mix of like, okay, it's got to be the right thing, but to get somebody's attention, right, it's got to be a little bit different. It's got to be interesting. And, you know, it's not just that it has to be personal. So I'll give a, you know, sort of a broader use of per definition of personal I yeah, use yeah. is, again, something that's just going to spark a more personal and emotive and human reaction from people. And that's the stuff that's winning today. And so, you know, there's, you know, I'm a video guy, right? So for yep. anybody who doesn't know, I, I, you know, I run the team here at Vidyard and I live in the world of video. Um, in fact, said, right now you're in a video studio. It's, like, it's <laughs> very, very meta right now. It's awesome. On video, in our video studio. Talking about um, video. <laughs> talking about video and, uh, but, but it's, you know, video is a great way. And it's, yeah. I've got a great, great team that we do all sorts of different kinds of content. And to me, it's about just, how do we craft our messages right down to, yes, text is still great and is necessary, but how do you craft it in a way that's, you know, it's human. It's, it's like, it's, it's casual, it's conversational. Cause that's the stuff that's working today right down to, you know, if you're saying, come read my 30 page ebook about this, as opposed to watch my three minute video where I will actually, as a person, explain it to you using human language. Um, people are going to opt for that human, you know, quick video uh, that's more authentic and more genuine. So that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think I just saw you yesterday on LinkedIn on yeah. video, just, just sharing some news. You know, we yeah. launched our uh, award. We launched a video and business awards program, right? Yeah. We're like, okay, we're looking for all the best submissions of, you know, how people are using video. And yeah, we've got a little like cool animated video that we put out there. Um, yep. But yeah, I'll, I'll just turn on my camera and record myself doing a very authentic explanation of it. It's like, here's why I'm so excited about it. Here's what we're looking for. You know, check it out. Right. right. And, uh, it, it, it works. I mean, it works on social, but we'll even do that in, you know, an email we're sending out. And it's just like, here's a video message from Tyler, right? And it's just right. me, like, as a real human going, hey, guys, like, really cool program. This is why we're excited about it. We think you should be excited, too. And, you know, we'd love to have you participate. And yeah. I think for a lot of people, it, it's working. I think it's a good practical example, right? You, you could have technically created some, maybe you've done this, too, but, you know, some one-pager or... I don't know, some really dry marketing material that we have a contest, come join it, fill out right. the you know, form to enter, like you're trying to get your license at the, the auto yeah. department, you know? <laughs> um, instead, it was yeah. just you 
casual. I mean, we have mics now because it's for you know a podcast. But on that recording, I just saw you at you look like you're at your desk and you just you're just sharing. It's almost like you're leaning over and we're talking, you know, between each other at different cubes. You know, yep. like hey Tyler, what's up? Oh man, we got these awards. You yeah. know, and it was it was very much a conversation. Yeah. In that video, not you know, it wasn't you with a teleprompter, my fellow Canadians and Americans down south. Let me tell you about this contest. It was just you being real, you know, yeah. like authentic. Well, the beauty of that too is it took me exactly like two minutes. <laughs> right. And then like, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, there's people walking behind me. And stuff. You know what? No, it's good. Like, th this is good. It's not perfect. It's good enough. And I can do another one tomorrow and another one the next day. And, right. you know, the aggregate effect of those, you know, two minute videos that, you know, took me no longer to create, um, in many cases will be more effective than the, the big campaign that we would have spent, you know, days preparing and scripting and doing. Right. Um, so again, there's, you know, there, there's lots of different ways to do this stuff, but I think you're right. That's one great example where it's, you know, my hope is that strikes just a more personal chord with people. They're, yep. they're seeing me in my natural environment, right? I'm not hiding behind the keys. Um, hey, this is Tyler. You're right. He's like, this is kind of cool. Let's do this. So, yeah. You know, and you don't even have to have, you know, a television face. You just hop on there. We're real people, oh. you know, makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah, it drives me nuts. People there all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I can't get on camera and whatnot. And, 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 and I understand. I totally appreciate it. Right. Like, yes, yeah. a lot of people don't feel comfortable getting on camera. Um, and that's that's perfectly that's perfectly fine. But I think, you know, in, in, in this world, I think there's two things to think about there. One is maybe it's something you you could try to practice a little bit yeah. because you know, in this world, it's probably going to be an important skill, but on the flip side, there's other ways to do it than turning on the camera, right? Right down to, you know, what's the tone you use in True. your message, right? Like if it's dear Casey, you know, we are excited to announce this year's video and business awards, yeah. which are going to do A, B and C versus, Hey Casey, wanted to give you a quick update on this really fun and interesting program that we thought you'd be a perfect candidate for. The Video and Business Awards is the most awesome, amazing thing since the Oscars. Right. Here's a quick, you know, check it out over here and we think you're going to have a blast with it, right? Right. I, again, I don't know about everybody's business, but for us, stuff like that just works so much better. And, you know, we find response rates to those kinds of things way higher. And it's just about that more personal tone, you know, that more human tone right down to that. It's, it doesn't have to be hard. You know, it's interesting too. I mean, we, we kind of, we're almost launching into a video tirade, which we will do. Um, but to your point, the tone, there, there's a tone, whether you're writing or painting or videoing or anything, right. there's that, there's a choice of language. There's the tone, there's the feel, there's the, you almost like you create a relationship with the words you use and the relationship is either, Hey, we're peers and we're having fun together. Let's have a conversation of coffee yeah. or we're this formal thing. And yeah. you know, we're almost like programmed to turn that off. Like it's a, right. like it's a commercial or something, you know? Yeah. Let me, and I'll give you, um, so for those of you, you listening, this is the one thing I'd, I'd encourage you to you know, write down um, as, as like a reminder is the way I think about it is we all know the buyer's journey change has changed dramatically. And we all see the like, Hey, you know, 15 years ago it was, you know, 20% of it happened on your own and then 80% right. would engage with a brand and a company and a salesperson. And then these days it's flipped and 80% yep. of the buyer's journey, you can argue uh, 75 or whatever. Yeah. The point is more and more of that buyer's journey, we all know happens, you know, self-educated online, you yep. know, before they reach out and talk to a sales rep. And so my point is who owns that part of the buyer's journey? It's us. It's marketers, right? Yep. Marketers, yep. it's us and how we represent ourselves and how we engage with people. 
So we're now responsible for 80% of that buyer's journey, which right. most of that used to be a sales rep. Sure. What did sales reps used to do in those early stages of the buyer's journey, right? What did they do? They'd talk about the weather. They'd talk about the local sports oh. team. They'd ask you about your kids, right? Yeah. And it drives me nuts as a marketer. I get on a call with a sales rep and they're like, hey, you know, how's the family? And go Buckeyes. And I'm like, oh, I want to tear my hair on. I'm like, let's just get it, right? But they know what they're doing, right? They're building right. a personal relationship. Yeah. And when the buyer's journey flipped and you go 80% of it happens online, reps, you don't have that opportunity for sales reps to do that. Right. So it's our jobs as marketers to do the equivalent, right? Now, we're not going to talk about the weather. We're not going to talk about your kids. But the things that we do can have a similar kind of effect. And it's yeah. all about, like you said, it's like the tone we use, how we communicate ourselves, how we represent ourselves, and creating an emotional bond where that person and that part of the buyer's journey is going, hey, these are people I'd like to do business with. Like, this is like, yeah. I think they kind of get me, I get them, I can relate. Um, and I think that's why this stuff is so important. It's as marketers, we have to do what sales reps always did so well early on, and it's build a personal relationship without the benefit of being able to have one-to-one -one conversations. Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't think I'd ever really thought about that, but you know, huh. And it's almost like marketing saw sales like closing deals and they're like, well, we're just going to close deals at scale. Right. But they missed that, 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 no, not, not cheesy, but it's an, it's a relationship building. I mean, they say you buy from people you trust. Absolutely. You know? It's, it's, it's people you tr trust is so important. And that, that is such an important word, right? It is, it's, it's trust. And people you uh, like. Yeah. People you like, and it's people who, um, uh, who, who you can relate to their values. Um, you know, yeah. well, right. And so that's where, again, we see, you know, a lot of companies investing more in, um, in, in corporate social responsibility um, because they genuinely believe it, but they also know that this is something that, you know, let's put it out there and let's, let's be more active with it because our employees and our customers are going to care more about those things. Right. And so uh -huh. it's everything from, you know, philanthropy and, and, and corporate social responsibility to how we communicate on our website to, you know, again, if you go to the about page and you see, you know, the information you see there about, you know, it's just all of that stuff comes to how you're building a digital, you know, offline relationship with, with potential buyers. And I think so much of that is really, really important. And part of it is brand, but part of it is this idea of just thinking about how do we create more personal relationships with our buyers without the benefit of being able to have a one-to-one -one conversation with all of them. Right. And you know, if you were to even think of the sales reps that you've talked to that you re even remember, right? Cause we get inundated anyways. Yeah. yeah. But when I first bought Pardot, right. I actually looked at all the tools and filled out all the forms, right? All the things Yeah. and talked to a lot of different people. But the rep from Pardot, for, he summarized, it was simple too. It was like capture, nurture, automate. So I yeah. was learning something for the first time. But he was a cool dude. We eventually worked together. Yeah. Nobody, but he was a cool dude. And, or I should say is a cool dude, but yeah. cool guy. And, and, and I, and I trusted him. I got the sense that he wasn't, he wasn't bullshitting me. He was just, yep. you know, sharing as a person. And, you know, sometimes that kind of stuff can get sales in trouble where management might think, Oh, you're a little too casual, but actually they're building relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you were saying that, I kept thinking like to marketing, like why so serious, like the Joker, you know, uh, it's almost like we're, we're trying to, be too you know too serious or try to do that late stage closing content and it's like yeah. don't forget that early stage and i think yeah. sometimes we say early stage is just that not aware of problem right like yeah. their target they're not aware of the problem yeah uh, or they have it and they don't know that there's a fix and so it's yeah. like early stage content but we're forgetting the early stage 
relationships, the warm and fuzzies you were talking about. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's on our pages, it's maybe the nonprofits we support, the causes we have, it, it, creating that trust at scale. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and uh, I don't want to derail too far off of the purity of personalization. Um, sure. But uh, like to, to, to again, give you a, a real tangible example. Um, I think one of the reasons that people are hesitant to go that way is because it feels risky, right? Like we know that, great, we put, you know, the specific information, the facts right. and figures and, and whatnot, you know, there's, there's really no risk in that. And, and trying to be a little bit more interesting, fun, personal human um, comes with, you know, a, a set of risk. And if you don't do it right, it can go really wrong. Um, and, uh, but I'll, I'll give you an example, like last uh, April 1st, right? What's April 1st? Uh -oh. <laughs> fun day of the year for all of us. Right? Absolutely. Uh, so we decided to do our, you know, first April Fool's campaign because, you know, why not? And, um, and so we did this, this fun campaign where it was a mock launch of, uh, of, a, of a product. It was called, you know, we have a product called Go Video and it was a, a mock video of a, a product, a new product called Go VHS. And it was, this, <laughs> you know, what's old is new again. And like, you know, we're going to help you record videos and then actually ship the VHS via snail mail. And, 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 and uh, it was, you know, it was really fun. Um, but yeah. we, we went all in on that retro theme. And, um, and, and the idea, you know, we actually had the email that we sent out, um, we used Comic Sans font throughout the whole oh, thing. Which, I know for so many people, it's like, oh my, what? And, uh, but we went all in on this fun theme, right? This, uh, and so we, uh, you know, we had a boatload of people responding to it going, you know, LOL, amazing, you know, thanks for a great <laughs> laugh, loved it, right? Um, and, and then we had one person respond back saying, I can't believe you use Comic Sans, unsubscribe, right? And they unsubscribe. <laughs> and, and we actually had a number of those where we had people like, really? Like Comic Sans? And it was really funny to see these visceral reactions to the campaign overall, but to the fact that we used Comic Sans in, in the email. Oh, man. Um, and the best thing is, you know, myself and other leaders in the team, we kind of, you know, we all looked at that and we go, we went, good job team, right? Like the people who sent yeah. it out, they're like, oh my God, we have people unsubscribing and like we, 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 we totally missed it. And the executive team is going, no, 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 great job. Like you invoked, you know, it, there was a visceral response there. And for those yeah. people who unsubscribed, I were pretty sure they probably were never going to do business with us. Right. And, you know, there's a risk there, right? But the people who engaged in it, right? Like, you know, they're opening the next email from us, right? No matter what it is, you know, they're like, they're expecting something fun and interesting. And we connected with them as, as real people. And it was just like a fun kind of campy yeah. scene just to really like put a smile on people's faces and that stuff can go a long way. It's, 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 it's really neat. That's cool. Yeah. We get so serious. And even I try to, I'm keeping one of our core values here is we have fun. You know, but to your point, there's always that, that question of risk. Like, are we going to tick people off? But to your yeah. point, you probably don't need those people. It's not like you sent wing dings out. I mean, that <laughs> you can't read that. <laughs> Comic Sans, that's, that's a, that font's fine. It's just uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's on purpose. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I, uh, yeah, I, I hope to write a blog post someday of, of, uh, uh, of how to how to shrink your subscriber base by using the wrong font or something. Like yeah, that. or you know, increase your lead quality by using strange fonts. <laughs> you know, if they'll survive the strange fonts, they'll survive anything. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I I once did a April Fool's post where um, I said I was moving to Atlanta, where Pardot's based, and uh, sure enough, 
even a year later, people who had casually seen that post were like, so how's Atlanta? You're like, no, I didn't actually move there. That yeah. was April. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. But did you actually put anything on a VHS or no, it was just, it was just all in images, right? Cause yeah. So we did a, we yeah. did a really fun video um, that uh, you know, my, it was one of our people found an old, like over the, over the shoulder camcorder. Yes. VHS tape in it. Like he, yes. he knew his parents had one. He brought it into the office and, it uh, yeah, it was just a really it was just a really That's funny cool. thing. But again, it was just about building a more you know personal relationship with our audience, and it's just something we do organically as part of the way we market. We do you know every every Halloween we do something fun, and the holiday season we sprinkle those things in for surprise and delight brand moments all throughout. Right. You know, while in the middle of that, back to the technology, we're using of course all of the tools to make sure that people are getting you know hopefully the most relevant educational information in right. fits. Between that, but what you can expect from Vidyard when you sign up with us or subscribe to our blog or opt in is you're going to get a mix of those. You're going to get you know relevant content that's going to educate you throughout, and it's going to be sprinkled in with really fun, interesting stuff that's just going to show you who we are. Um, you know, like it or not, uh, these right. are who we are. This is our passion. This is how we do business. And for the five percent of you that feel that we're too personal and too open. Um, we're sorry. Uh, but for the rest of you, you know, hopefully you appreciate, uh, that you better understand who you're doing business with and the values that we carry. Sure. And, you know, it's sorry, but not sorry. Sorry, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. And <laughs> you know what? I think if it was a shtick where that's not really your culture, right. You know, like an IBM had sent that email or some of the companies I used to work for, right. I sent that email and it's like, eh, you know, you're not really that fun. Uh, yeah. either that or that marketer is getting fired. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, but it's not and, and I think that consistency too. people see right. this is us. This is how we do. This isn't just a one time. Yep. You can't be, you know, um, in a, in a weird way. This is like, that's who we are. We're silly. Right. You know, we're, we're um, vulnerable and we'll just, well, uh, I'll give you, you mentioned IBM. I'll give you another great example um, is uh, Lenovo who, you know, oh, big yeah. brand, right. Yep. Um, and, and we, we work with their, um, their, their B2B team. That's actually marketing and selling to um, IT organizations and, okay. and companies at a bigger scale. And um, you know, they're one of those companies where again, you'd think like, nah, it's like, you know, <laughs> and whatnot. Sure. Um, but this team, you know, they identified that this, this audience of IT people that they're selling to, um, right. They love, like they're, they're actually a really fun, funny group and, and they appreciate, um, you know, subtle humor and, and whatnot. And cool. so anyway, they started to, they really, you know, they build up really sophisticated nurture programs to, okay. to people based on previous buying behaviors and activity online. They're using predictive data, all these amazing things. But then what they layered in was they started doing campaigns that were really fun and they launched this really awesome campaign um, where uh, it was called Users Happen. And it was these like fun stories of like, you know, the users in a company from an IT perspective of like, oh yeah, there's Chad, right? Chad's the guy who always drops his laptop and breaks it, right? Or there's Susie, she's the one who always spills coffee on the laptop. Oh, geez. So it's, it was these like really fun little, you know, mock videos, parodies of this. And the IT person was always the hero in the end, right? They're watching all these mishaps happen. Um, and it was this whole like users happen thing. And they identified that that would resonate really well with this IT audience, right? And, and it did. Um, and so they did these really fun videos. They actually created like the, <laughs> this like survival guide for IT people that was again really fun and cheeky. And then they actually did the like crescendo of the campaign was they did a personalized video um, to that they sent out to like 600,000 people where they did a rap video. And it was like this really fun rap video of these IT people who were, you know, going through and solving all these problems in this really fun rap. 
And, uh, but they personalized it so that each viewer's name showed up inside the video in some, you know, some fun oh, place wow. as if they were like the IT hero. And so they actually like brought them into the story. And it was amazing. Like, it was like, I'm like, I can't believe Lenovo is doing something, a rap video. B, it's like they're personalizing it with each viewer's name right in the video. It was like, to me, wow. I'm like, wow, this feels like a big risk for a brand like Lenovo. And it crushed it. Like, it was a, this phenomenal campaign where they ended up seeing it was more than three times higher click-through and engagement rate than wow. the other campaigns that they do. And it was all tied back to this idea of, yeah, we know our audience, right? We know and we're, we're, we're dribbling them with interesting things, but then we're hitting them with these fun personalized moments that kind of peel back the brand a little bit and, you know, treat them more like humans and put a smile on their face. It's really cool. That is really cool. You know, I, I was able to find, I Googled uh, Lenovo and then the campaign's users happen. And, and you're right, there's this, there's this rap thing. And, oh, it's and so good. Got, people dancing like it's a club app watch it you know after this man watch yeah. the video and it's like they 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 nailed the like most people wouldn't have nailed the rap video and and yeah they they, they worked with an agency and it was a pretty big <laughs> most of us couldn't quite pull off but you know it doesn't have to be that it could be something else but but i encourage you yeah watch that after this uh for a good laugh it's worth it you know it says she picked the wrong it team on the wrong day i fixed it <laughs> The new IT anthem. That's right. It's called I Fixed It. It's so good. So that's good. awesome. Well, yeah. that, that's really, you know, inspiring to see that and also to see a company shake off the cobwebs and not just yeah. go be another, you know, company, just another computer, another company, yeah. another IT company. And I think sometimes, you know, you can stereotype some other department in the company, but everybody wants to have fun. Everyone's yeah. cool in some way or another. They might have different kind of humor. Sales yes. typically has a different humor than marketing, but, um, but yeah, yeah, we're all people. So having fun, even if your your buyer is a data integration specialist, hey, yeah. you, can, you can find some humor in everything. Yeah. But my question to you is around, I mean, we don't all have agencies. We don't all have, um, you know, I, I want to make a ball or rap video too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, resources. <laughs> so, you know, is is there a myth around this? that we can smash it yeah. not as hard as we think. I am, I'm ready to smash my second myth. Yeah, yet. please do. Uh, so I, again, in, in, in the spirit of me, you know, loving and embracing video, um, the myth I want to smash right now is that video has to be hard. It has to be expensive and it has to be complicated. Um, so let me just smash that myth smash. right now to say that video does not have to be hard. It does not have to be complicated and it most certainly does not have to be expensive. Now, the caveat, if you want to create a, you know, an amazing rap video that's going to go viral in the IT world, <laughs> you might want to put a little bit more into that. Yeah. The reality is, you know what the biggest thing with that? It was the scripting, right? The production, ah. honestly, I mean, the production of that video, they could have filmed it in the basement of their, I bet you yeah. they could have, right? But it was all about great script writing and understanding their audience and nailing the message. Great right? script writing. So I think you, again, these things can, um, they don't have to be hard. When it comes to creating video, I think, A, that's, you know, you start with the most important thing is not the quality of the camera I have or the lighting or the, the important thing is the value of the message and the content, right? And great writing. Right. And so if it is something you're pre-recording, um, if you have good blog writers in your team, they yep. should be thinking about how do I start writing video scripts? And uh -huh. it's a bit of a learning curve of like, okay, like it's, 
you know, it is a little bit different because you've got to get it down to something that's probably going to be, you know, 60 seconds for something that's a little bit more promotional or whatnot. But that's really where it comes down to is if you can get a great little story arc, you can get a great message planned, um, you know, then, you know, you, how you actually capture it. Yeah. It's nice to do like higher production ones that like do some cool things, but you know, the majority of the content you should be doing um, can be done just like we're doing right now, right? They can be filmed from a webcam, from an iPhone, uh, from a basic DSLR camera with okay lighting and decent audio. And I think that's what, you know, people need to think about. And um, I'll, I'll close on this point by saying, going back to, yes, video is hard and expensive and complicated. If your perception of video is that it's purely for brand, Mm, right? Right. Your perception of video is, it's another way to tell all these stories throughout the entire buyer's journey and to educate audiences and to, you know, build a brand and to, you know, get smarter on social and to tell a great customer story and to demo our product. If that's your perception of video, then let me again, smash that myth. It is not hard. It's not complicated. Um, You just have to be crafty in how you do it and make sure you've got good content and message that's going to resonate with your audience. That's really Interesting because I've heard that before, but I hadn't heard the second part, which is needed, which is why that's the case. And you're right. It's the script. Yeah. You know, like people have lost during the jungle, but it was, it was good characters. It was great script writing, like the <laughs> office, you yeah. know, technically shitty camera work in the yeah. office, right? Cause it was like kind of shifty and they're like zooming in on somebody after they make a face, but actually it was so yeah. good. But like yeah. you were there with them. And, yeah. and it worked out. It was also really good script writing and just stuff that would make you LOL, whether it was on an iPhone or, or anything, however, yeah. you know? Yeah. So whether it's like, you know, there's examples, you know, you talk about there's, there's like top of funnel campaigns, um, sure. which, you know, again, can be things that are like just short and interesting. And, um, you know, you may want to put a little bit more behind the filming and the editing, but yeah. hopefully some people can do that in house, or maybe you've got a freelancer or an agency that can do it, um, you know, inexpensively, right. Don't go to a big brand agency to get, you know, a, a scrappy video done, right? Like that's, that's not the way to do it. There's, you know, there's different kinds of agencies, there's freelancers, there's lots of ways you can get those things done. And then again, in house, um, people can do a lot and there's, there's top of funnel promos, but I, I like a lot of that educational content and we do, right. we do a lot of thought leadership interviews. Much yeah. What do you do? What kind of, what kind of, you know, if you were to list out the, the key thought leadership type, you know, approaches you've got. Yeah, so we um, we've actually taken the approach of uh, we've we've done a couple of of kind of branded content series that we sure, put out sure. on our blog, but then we also promote them on social and put them into our nurtures. Um, you know, one of them is called uh, Point of View, and it's it's uh, where we interview um, you know industry thought leaders and customers of ours uh, for their perspectives on what's hot and what's not today. And, and for us, we're targeting marketing and salespeople. So That's a cool we, name, uh, by the way, yeah, it's just called. We have modern marketing point of view and we have modern sales point of view. And, um, you know, the productions are really simple, right? Like we, uh, we take advantage of if we're at a conference and we know some of them will be there. Uh, I'll bring along um, a DSLR camera, you know, a $500 Canon that we have here at the office. And, uh, you know, I'll pack up a little tripod and a little wireless mic. And mm-hmm. uh, they turn out pretty darn well. And we just, we get them on camera. We ask a series of questions. We ask them to sort of answer them straight to camera. And then we bring them back and we do some basic editing, right? We listen back, we find the clips we want, and then we do little animated cuts in between. So like where we like cut and show the question and then cut back to them. Oh, cool. Um, It's really simple. Like at the end of the day, the actual editing process, I mean, I'm not a video editor. I'm not, don't tell anyone everybody, but I'm not actually (laughs) a video guy. Um, 
I'm still learning all this stuff. And, and I, I learned a lot from our developers here, right? These are guys yeah. that just, they grew up on like, yeah, you just, you know, open up iMovie and you do this and, and that. Drop it in there. Come on. Big, yeah. you know? <laughs> cool. Um, so like we do stuff like that. Uh, we do our chalk talk series, which is uh, really effective for us. And it's, it's a, um, they're basically like video blogs, to be honest, but uh, each Chop Talk is a uh, five to eight minute long video about a very specific topic. And we went to our sales team and our, and our smart marketing team and we went like, what are the biggest questions or objections or, or things that people are asking? Right. And we created a Chop Talk for each one of those. And um, so what we do is we've got a chalkboard. I don't have it here behind me, but we'll just wheel it into the room here. Mm. And uh, we draw up the visuals on the, the chalkboard. I sort of plan out what do we want to talk about, just like you would for a blog post. Right. Let's lay it out in visual format and then hit play on the hit record on the camera, get in front of it and talk through the story and yeah. you know, try to nail it in a single take. Um, it always only takes one take. It may often be the 20th take, but <laughs> one take. Um, but, uh, but you know, the, the, it, it's usually like a couple hours to sort of plan sure. it out, get in front of the camera, get a really great take. And it's something that would take probably even longer to write the blog post because you're like messing yeah. over words and trying to like craft that. the word or whatnot. And, and people yeah. are much more forgiving just listening. And I mean, and I know this because if you look at a transcript of even like a podcast, you're like, wow, they said what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's that, like that's yeah. a good example. And people do like whiteboard videos, so they do yeah. Wednesdays or something yeah. like that. I see, um, and those are just like scrappy ways to create content in a different way um, that's a little bit more personal and interesting. Um, and it's uh, again, it just appeals to those who would prefer to learn in that format. Um, and it's a lot more memorable, right? For those of you who didn't know, video we process in our long-term memory, text we process in our short-term memory. Oh. And uh, we also process visual information a lot faster than text. Uh, the 3M people say 60,000 times faster, but the number doesn't really matter. The point is, you know, in a three minute video, you can instill so much more information than you can somebody reading for three minutes. And it immediately becomes more memorable because of yeah. the visual cues and, and how we process that in our brains. And so it's, it's really effective, but huh. they, they cost us nothing to create other than the time of an individual time, yeah. to, to draft the story. And, um, and do it. But uh, yeah, if you just Google Vidyard Chalk Talks, uh, you'll find a hub where we've got like 20 different Chalk Talks we've done. And huh. uh, it's scrappy, it's easy, but they're super effective. And our sales team uses them all the time. They send them out to prospects of like, hey, you asked about, you know, video SEO. Here's a great Chalk Talk where we explain everything you need to know in five minutes and right. go ahead, right? Um, so coming soon to Netflix, Vidyard Chalk Talks, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Vidyard Chalk Talks. <laughs> Boom. You know, like, to your point, the work really goes in beforehand. It was, it was the script writing. It was, what do we want to say? Simplifying it to the point where it's something you can talk through yep. uh, is important. And then also, you probably writing, writing it all first. So have you ever tried writing while talking to people at the same time? I don't know how teachers do it. I tried doing a training video. I was like, yeah. and, and such and such is this. And I turn around, I'm like, trying not to be awkward and, show the back of my head too much and try, i'm like well i can't write well no, it the, ends up like the camera yeah you just can't like do you're it. off on angles and stuff <laughs> and, uh, no yeah the way i do them is we we pre-draw the board and, and Smart. Act, Smart. i might have like a, a, a piece of chalk where i'm like checking things off or like, <laughs> yeah. adding to it yeah, like totally. little things but yeah the yeah I, I just i get it up there and and the 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 real emphasis is on the delivery right. uh, of that and and making sure that we we hit the message um so yeah, I mean, I'll give you one other really simple example. Yeah, totally. So, you know, all of you out there or most of you out there probably have a blog, 
where you are publishing blog posts. And uh, again, there's ways to incorporate videos into those blogs and that's all great. But something else we do is, you know, our content marketer who owns the blog and she actually writes a lot of the content um, every week she does a, like a, a two minute video. That's our weekly blog summary. And it's just a quick video with her on camera um, huh. so she gets on and she's like, Hey everybody, it's Hannah from Vidyard, right? You're, 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 oh, cool. you're, you're blog queen. And, uh, this week on the blog, we had, you know, a great piece on this topic where they talked about this big takeaway was this, uh, we had a blog post on this, you know, here are some things that, uh, that were interesting. And the final one really dove into this topic. And if you want to learn more about, you know, X, That's Y, or cool. Z, check this one out. And they're just little like quick videos where she just, you know, hops in here, turns on her webcam, gets herself on camera, records that. And then we push that out on social. And right. um, for those who have subscribed to our blog, we'll also put that into those. So they, they know every week they can get just a, a quick yeah. summary of what's there. But it's a video of like, it's her. It's like, really, she's actually the person who runs the blog. And, and yeah. so while you're doing it, back to the theme of personalization, you're building this familiarity and this mm-hmm. empathy and this sort of personal connection. And now people associate the blog, not just with the content, but with real people at your company. And it's yeah. a little hack, but again, that takes her like, you know, 10 minutes a week. You know, she probably does a couple of takes to get it right, but it's like, you know, takes, takes 10 minutes of her time. And now she's getting her face out there and she's building a more human connection with people by nature of it. It's really cool. Totally. It's uh, that's really cool and invaluable for people too. Maybe on a time or you missed a bunch of blogs, knowing that you've got that digest and it's, and it's much more fun to listen to than even scanning a digest. Sometimes you just, that goes in the inbox too, but yep. you know, just a little fresh air, especially if it's someone that's positive and happy and they're just like, Hey guys, and yep. here's, here's what I got from it. And you know, go check them out if you're interested to your point, images are way faster than text in that image, I'm not only just getting the information with the sound and her talking, but I'm also like, this person's cool, yep. cool culture. I, I can relate to this. Yep. I trust these people. Wow. They really know what they're talking about. They like learning. They like sharing, teaching. This is cool. You know, so all yep. these different other stories you're able to create yep. from that, you know, that simple dialogue. That's cool. Totally. Yep. Dang. Dang. So we got- go on my friend. I can go on. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good. Let's get some espresso and just keep, keep going. So this is really cool, but you know, tell us what, what, what's happening because I, I I was at inbound the other day and your big announcement. Yeah. What are you guys doing? You're like taking over the planet or something. Don't tell anyone. It's a secret. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. The world domination plan is kicking in. (laughs) well, the, the, the reality is, um, you know, video is going mainstream, right? Like it's, yeah. it, it, I'd love to say it's gone mainstream. I think in, in B2B, it's starting to go mainstream. And I Agree. think, um, you know, the conversations I'm having with companies now and other marketers is, you know, two years ago, it was, you know, most of them were the why video conversations. And they're all like, you know, I'm just, I'm not sure things are okay. And it's like, it's, you know, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always the like, here's why video works. And then, um, but nowadays it's not, they're all like, how video conversations they're yeah. they all get it and they're like okay I, it's everywhere on social people are consuming on mobile we know like all these factors weigh into video is a better way to communicate and it's a more expected content medium from our audience so i get right. it now the conversations are how do i do it like how do i scale yeah. video without crushing my budget how do i integrate it into my nurture programs into my campaigns into my social to add when i am perfecting the art of personalization of right message right time how do i make sure it's a video that's telling that story right it's it's all an enablement play now of how do i do this effectively Mm. 
And then how do I get the data on the back end to know, is this really working and what kinds of videos are working or not? So, um, so that's kind of the foundation for the, the, the macro trend. Um, as a result of that, long way of saying our friends at HubSpot um, came to us and, and a while ago and, and said, you know what, like, we know that video is becoming a you know super important part of inbound and outbound, but let's talk mostly about inbound. And uh, they wanted to enable their customers to do it natively in their platform. Um, so they launched uh, HubSpot Video, which was the ability to now natively inside of HubSpot uh, to upload and publish videos on landing pages to brand the player so it matches right. your brand. It's not like the YouTube watermark or yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, you can add calls to action to those videos. You can uh -huh. track the analytics right back in the platform. Um, but then also in their sales and service, which is equally important. And I know most of this audience is going to be marketers, but hey, marketers, by the way, if your sales reps can convert more of those leads you pass them, it looks yeah. really good on you. It does. So what they're doing on the sales side is making it easy for sales reps one click to be able to record and send a personal video message to a prospect. So when yeah. they're following up on a lead, they can, instead of just, you know, copying and pasting text, they can record a quick video where they can go, Hey, it's Tyler from Vidyard here. I understand that, you know, you are, we're checking out this great webinar we just did. Um, you know, I'd love to learn more about your business, but I think we could help you do A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help. Right. So they're introducing themselves as a person, all those things we talked about. Yeah. Um, so the really cool thing is HubSpot just brought that natively into the platform. It's stuff that we do for Pardot. It's stuff that we do for, you know, a lot of different platforms and companies today. Um, but that announcement was HubSpot was baking it natively into their product yeah. out of the box for free, uh, which was great. So um, again, it's a recognition of, it's just expected, right? Marketers totally. want to do this. Um, how can we make it as easy as possible? Uh, so that was really exciting. I think, again, a good hat tip to the community that, you know, video is real now and uh, no more excuses. Right. Uh, let's get going and let's just, you know, make it a native part of what we do as marketers. You know, I love that. And if you're baking a cookie over there, obviously, you know, the Marketos, the Pardots, you know, I'm sure that's, you know, secretively on the way as well. Just everyone's getting that. I love, I yeah. love that it's the trend though. I mean, that's the right trend. Yeah. We got all depersonalized with all of our crazy automations and text mails and stupid yeah. fake robot shit yeah. and now we're just putting our face out there but now we're trying to yeah. make it easier so it's just you know for to your point that i love that when the sales rep is like hold up a little sign like hey you know click this and you know casey yeah. and you click yeah. hey casey you know it's me just check yep. it in what's up well it's just the, the it's it's back to that like visual sort of cognitive interpretation right because when, yeah. when somebody sees a like a video land in their inbox and it's got let's say it's me and i don't have a whiteboard on me i should um and I'm holding up a whiteboard that says, yeah. hey, Casey, um, yeah. let's talk. You know what? I'll go inside your brain for a second. And it'll, a little scary, but um, yeah, I'm inside Casey's there. brain right now, <laughs> the light side of it. Yes, Casey's yes. brain is when he sees that thumbnail image in his inbox, you know, a few things happen. One is he, he sees there's a real human, right? Yeah. And so, which, which normally he discounts 50% of the, the sales messages that come through because he assumes it's automated. Right. So, A, a human, great. B, they wrote my name on a whiteboard. So I know they did this just for me. So I now know this was just for me. And this truly is a personal message. Yep. Um, and number three, holy shit, this person recorded a video for me, right? Just, like that's not normal. Yeah. yeah. Like, the expectation of value, the fact that they took the time out to do it means they must've done their homework. Like they're not going right. to put themselves on camera and read from a script. They must've put themselves they're putting themselves out there and they put extra effort into it yep. so all those things are racing through casey's mind in like a matter of three seconds when he sees this thumbnail image. totally and so he's like more likely probably about two to three times more likely to click on it than if it was just a text-based email now you may still not click on it because you're a busy guy but the likelihood of you doing it um goes up 
And what's also interesting is if you didn't click on it, the next email you get from that person, you're more likely to open because mm. their face, now you've like, you know, oh yeah, that's that person I saw in that video. Yeah. Okay, right. So all those things are, are happening. And again, it's, it's, just, it's just back to that idea of the, the pendulum swung from the old world of marketing was all about the art and the ad. And then it swung into the science, right? And we massive, mm. amazing platforms with Pardot and all the sophisticated stuff we can do. And now the, the pendulum is kind of swinging back into the middle. And I hope it stops right in the middle, which is this perfect blend of science and art. You go, use all the science for the smarts of what to do when and to segment people. Right. But use the art to make sure what you're delivering to them is freaking awesome yeah. and I genuinely want to connect with you as, as a person. And that's, uh, again, I think that's what, what HubSpot kind of recognize. And we, we do lots of business with Pardot customers, Marketo sure. customers. There's yeah, a yeah. huge activity going on there of people trying to find that balance of, yeah, okay, we need to swing back and make sure we're doing interesting things here that actually connect with people in more personal ways. I love that. I love, you know what? And if you, and if you get an email and it has your name on a, they actually wrote it on there. We're not, we're not, we're not, digitally printing that you know and it's like that is for you yeah you don't click on that you're crazy yeah <laughs> how about 10 percent of the population that we're not sure about yeah but everyone else i mean until every email has that and i don't yeah. ever see that happening um yep because not everyone really cares yeah. you know um, yeah. but the, you can tell the people that do like i you know it even the studies on sales right that show the the best sales reps are the ones that genuinely want to help you oh yeah you know um for sure noble purpose and yep. so this is almost like a little cue in to say actually i do care i actually really want you to do this um i wrote your yep. name i just wanted to say hi and yeah i even if i don't want to talk to the person I'm still gonna i'm still gonna i'm curious i mean you're so yeah. like huh what did they say you yeah. know well that's where like you know the other things we'll do and, and this applies to marketers as well because we sure. do similar kinds of tactics but um you know, the other things you'll do is, okay, so I did your name on a whiteboard and maybe yeah. that didn't get your attention or, or you glossed by it. You know, the next video I'm going to do, I'm going to do a screen capture video I'm gonna, with my webcam on. So my face is in the corner, but on my screen is my browser and it might have your website up on it or your mm. LinkedIn profile or an article on social that you commented on. Yeah. Something that again is like visually relevant to you and you go, oh, wait a minute that's my website. What is What does this guy have to say? And right. so then you click on, and I tie my story back to it, right? I'm like, yep. Hey Casey, you know, I was on your website and I noticed you're doing some really great things here. So I'm going to start by flattering you. And then, you know, but oh, thank you. blah, 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 you know, these great videos, yes. but by the way, you probably have no idea who's watching them or what the ROI is on those videos. I'd love yeah, to help yeah. you here at Vidyard. Right? So the point is, is those visual cues to just kind of get in the door. Um, but again, marketers can do the exact same thing in their email campaigns. Uh, you know, it's like, is there something, you know, there's a subject line we all know matters and then what that main content is. And if you have some kind of great video that just immediately has that visual to, to, to give them a sense of, okay, what am I like? Is there something interesting enough here in the, in the one second I'm going to give you, if it piques my interest, I might dive into it. Um, one little hack that I do sometimes is we send down a campaign where the subject line is, you know, video message from Tyler at Vidyard. Oh, cool. And then the, it's like, and then it says like, you know, the, the, the text below it is, you know, Hey Stephanie, we're really excited. We just launched our, you know, new awards program. Here's a quick video from our CMO Tyler about what it's all about. And then again, there's a thumbnail image and it's just a simple like webcam style video with me on it and they click and they watch it. And it's just mm. me saying what I did the other day. And the neat thing there is, so that's going out, you know, that's not a one-to-one, -one, that's like a, a campaign going one-to-many. And so I don't say your name. I don't say, you know, Hey Casey, but in yeah. the video, I'm saying like, hey there, it's Tyler from Vidyard, you know, a uh, quick video message here to update you on this amazing program, blah, blah, blah. 
it's just little things like that where those have worked really well. And I think because people see this subject line of like, oh, a video message, like, holy shit, Tyler from Vidyard sent me a video message. That's cool. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't expect that. And so then there he is on camera and it's like, wow. And so you click on it and you're sort of like, maybe at the end you're like, oh, maybe he didn't just do that just for me, but this is cool. Um, yeah, just like little like hacks like that that you can do that it, it, sometimes it works. Like just try it out, right? It might you not know, work for you. It might. I don't know. Yeah. that I just, as you're saying that, I'm just, I, I can picture that. And it's really inspiring me because I think even personally, I thought, you know, I don't know what kind of image people have of me, but I'm supposed to know a lot about marketing automation and, <laughs> and uh, you know, but really what it is, is I'm just excited about marketing automation. Right, right. I happen to know a little about <laughs> it too, but uh, you're right. You know, why mask that? Like be you, get yourself a video, like people do it this way. Or like, yeah. I want to teach you this and people can get that. Oh, he really cares. He's really excited. Yeah. You know, why, why sanitize? Why, why cleanse that out? You know, put yourself yep. out there for the customer, be authentic. And yeah, what, what a simple thing just to, you know, record a little video, you know, only one take, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and a couple, couple. <laughs> and, and that's the fun part, right? That's where you get the outtakes from. Yeah. But yeah. Just to have that video and that video message from yeah. Tyler, from Casey, from whoever. Who knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is to then be able to track that. And, and I, you know, I know right. you mentioned it briefly, um, but this is important. I don't pe know if people necessarily know this. It's one thing to have your video, let's say, on YouTube. Right. Uh, it's just there. And you're like, oh, I have four views. But what I found incredibly helpful is when you have Pardot and then Vidyard and they're connected, you're right. able to see so much more. And you're able to see like, oh, um, John Smith watched you know, this amount of, of this video. You know, it, it's um, the information's fed right to where it needs to be. It's not yeah. like you have to go search for it. It's all consolidated. And that's been huge because you can then see all the different people that – did take you up on, on that video or didn't we once had a video where we invited people to go skydiving with us. Right. We're like, I'm like, come skydiving with us. Hey, you know, and it was like <laughs> reverent, but it was like serious. People were like, really? We're like, yes, really come skydiving with us. And, um, and yeah, we were able to see, uh, who was watching it, who watched it like three or four times yep. Yep. follow up. And in for some of the longer videos too, if someone is taking the time to invest in one of the longer videos, maybe a learning video where they're doing a lot of learning. Yeah. Good to be able to know that. And then to your point, now use technology to be able to either ping sales or put them on the right nurture or something so that someone knows this particular person is really doing some education. Maybe we should reach out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. I think like my marketing mind uh, and back to like the science side of my marketing yeah. mind, is that notion of, you know, if I can start to evolve from purely activity centric scoring and qualification, right? So when I say that, it's like, okay, they clicked on this or they went here or they, mm -hmm. they downloaded this, right? Those are all activities yeah. uh, that, that they did. Um, but actually being able to start to distinguish engagement from activities. And so it's, oh, this person not only clicked and watched this video, but they watched it for six minutes, uh, as opposed to this person who watched it for 10 seconds, right? Those are very different uh, results. Very. And so it's, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit more sophisticated, but the opportunities there, I think are really, really important because it, it, a helps you more quickly identify those people that are actually consuming, um, who are probably already more educated and are going to have better yeah. conversations. Um, and B, it's going to help you be more efficient with your sales team because you know, you're passing leads, 
you know, not just because, I mean, this, this happens to all of us, right? You pass leads over to sales. You're like, oh, wow, this is the most amazing lead. They're like a 10,000 lead score. <laughs> like what read all these eBooks and then like the sales rep follows up and they're like, Hey, I saw you read all these great eBooks. And they're like, huh? Um, you know, oh, yeah, I think I downloaded some of those, but I, yeah, I can't remember what they were about. Right. Yeah. Um, or you're calling their dorm room, you know, <laughs> they're just doing research for school. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so the, so there's, there's two things here. So one is that mindset and it doesn't have to be like super sophisticated. Like if they watch 18 seconds, do this and 19 right. seconds, do this. It's just the basics of, you know, if they watched more or less than half of a certain video, you know, do something different. Um, But one really cool example uh, that I'm seeing more and more people do is the simple idea of, so we're a product company and on our website, we have a, like a, a, you know, a usual call to action of like get a demo or, or get a trial. Right. Um, We added another call to action on our website, which was watch a demo. And so instead of, you know, the, the, you know, there's, there's a big hurdle to somebody going, yeah, I actually want to get a demo because most people know that means I'm going to talk to somebody and book a time. And I have to disappoint someone when I say no, and I don't want to. Say <laughs> it's it's a big hurdle. We all know that. Yeah. Um, and even like get a, start a trial, you're like, but it actually means I got to do something with the product. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I got enough do's in my list here. Totally. So yeah. this idea of like, okay, so watch a demo. Watch a demo. And like the notion that. of okay, so and maybe it's even like watch a five minute demo. So now Ooh. I know like okay, there's enough value there and like it's five minutes, there's going to be meat there, but I don't have to spend, you know, 24 hours like binging on tons of content. So there's like, so we do watch a six minute demo and I'm trying to get it down to five. I think like four to six is the sweet spot from what we see. So that idea of like watch a four minute demo or watch a six minute demo and somebody clicks on that and that could take them to a Pardot form to say, okay, you know, please give us a little bit about yourself and then we'll like, you know, then you can watch our demo. Yeah, just like a couple and questions, nothing crazy. You know, asking yeah, all hopefully you keep them yeah. in. Yeah. But be GDPR compliant. Okay. Oh gosh. Uh, so, uh, so you, so, but, but the point of like putting like the five minute, vid, the, watch a five minute demo is yeah. people, uh, they go in with an expectation of value. And so they're willing to fill out the form, right? It's not just like a 30 second demo. Video. Yep. So park that. So somebody clicks, they fill out the form, they start watching the video. Now, again, on the back end, so A, you've gotten more leads into the funnel because people totally. who want to watch a demo are more likely to take that CTA than request a demo. Will it cannibalize the other calls to action? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, right? Try it yourself. But my point is now somebody goes in there and they start watching your demo. Or maybe you have actually have multiple five-minute demos, right, about different yeah. things. So now they can go in there. They can start watching those demos on their own time. But on the back end, if you can actually track that and you now know not just, hey, somebody watched the demo because they filled the form out, but I know exactly who spent... 10 seconds watching those videos versus who spent 20 minutes watching, you know, all four of those five minute videos. And again, like that's the lead that I want to pass to my sales team and that they want to talk to. And it's a very different mindset. And like, that's working really well for people where they're like, I'm getting more conversions on my website because it's a lighter way to ask of watch a demo. But then those that I know are actively engaging, I'm going to flip those sooner to my sales reps and they're going to have more quality conversations because they also know what they've already self-educated on. Yeah. It's a really great idea and a really simple thing. It is. You just, again, you need, you know, there's a platforms like Vidyard out there that can do all of that tracking behind the scenes. Everything else, you can record the videos, you can put the part out for them, you know, host the videos on YouTube all you want. Um, but with a platform like a Vidyard, yeah, that's where you're now actually going to be able to differentiate between, you know, who watched how much. And by the way, that data is all going to flow into Salesforce as well. So you can actually do ROI reporting on it afterwards and go 80% of our pipeline came from people who watched the demo videos. So, Hey, CEO, um, when we ask you for more money to produce even better (laughs) demo videos, here's the ROI to tell you why, not just did that page work, but did the videos work? And that stuff is really, really important. Yeah. 
it, you know what? You show ROI to someone like that and they're, how much money do you want? Yeah. <laughs> can, you do, can you do five of those videos? Is it going to scale? If, yeah, yeah, be careful what you ask for. Here, don't overinflate it too much. Here's the money. Just take it. Just go the expectations go way up. Right? Yeah, I know. But when you can honestly, uh, when you can go in and say, you yeah. know, not only did this get like, you know, 100 views, but you can go, hey, like three months later, we can show that this video tied back to X amount of pipeline and close revenue because the video <laughs> viewing data is being attached to a contact record and then right to an account record inside of Salesforce. Yeah. It's like this holy grail of you know great content higher conversions i actually track what's working i can report on the roi and that also of course informs what i should be doing next because the good roi stuff we do more of the bad roi stuff we do less of so totally totally yep. it, it, that makes all the difference in the world i mean you know since the dawn of time we've been able to see uh, a whole group of you know show me on my video where people drop off great yep. that's not enough right yep. like i i <laughs> Well, who dropped off here and who went all the distance? I don't know. But if you yeah. do know that and it yeah. isn't Salesforce to your point and you are taking action on it, that's how you're able to be responsive. And the journey for that customer is so much better. You know, right. they chose to do the demo. Now they're, they're kind of intrigued by they, they saw all four minutes of it. Yeah. You, know, you probably have an automated follow-up after that. And then someone's, someone's reaching out to see if they have something they want to chat about. So that, that, that all makes cool. a lot of sense. That's a really cool idea too. Yeah. It's a simple one. And, yeah. and, uh, the other one that I'm in love with right now too is then the idea of, um, so you've got some of these great videos, right? Whether the demo videos or customer stories, sure. chalk talks, whatever they yeah, are. Yeah. Um, is then, so now let's say a sales rep. Uh, uh, so with our Go Video tool, but there are others out there, but sure. I'll, I'll talk to my experience with our Go Video app. Um, what a sales rep can do now is right from inside of Gmail or Outlook or inside of Salesforce, mm. um, they can, you know, click on their contacts, they send them a message. And with one click, they can pull up a library of those videos. I say, I want to send them this video, uh, my cool. demo and a customer story, right? And it just puts, it embeds the thumbnail image right inside of the email. They send it off. And now again, what's cool is not only is whether or not that person watched it going to be tracked back in Pardot, but nice. the sales rep themselves are also going to get a notification to say, yep, Casey watched your video all the way to the end and he watched this one 10% of the way through. That sales rep now has the ability to act on it effectively in real time if they choose to do so. And so it's like, it's back to this like, you know, beautiful idea of, okay, if we know what somebody might be interested here or there, marketing's probably doing something, but sales may also want to be taking a direct action, send them a piece of content, and then they can sit back and wait to be notified. Yep, they watched that and they watched it all the way to the end boom, I'm going to make my call and I'm going to get into a conversation, right? Um, those are the kinds of things that I'm finding are making a, a, a real difference. Um, and it's, it's, it's not that hard. And, right. and a lot of this is just about, you know, A, you know, get the content and, yeah. and, and then B, simple tools like that that make it easy and accessible. Because like you don't want to have a sales rep sending a link off to your YouTube channel. Right. But they could just do one click to put a thumbnail image. Somebody watches it on a branded page that's for your company to get the data. Yeah. It's like, it's butter. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm like making it accessible and able to, uh, to everybody in the business, I think is really, really important right now. This is an awesome trend. Yeah. This is so, so good. And, yeah. and it puts the faces to the, to the name, the content, and it's awesome. People, it's the human to human movement, yeah. baby. Human to yeah. human. Human to human. H to H, yo. H. H to H. Speaking <laughs> of H, what a great segue that was. Tell me about your H. Who are you, man? You know, you're, you're crushing the game. One of the, you know, if not one of the top CMOs to, to follow oh, what thanks, you're man. doing, obviously you're, you're using your own tool, which is key. Yep. But you're also doing all these other things, but who are you? You know, how did you get to be the, 
the, the chief, you know, marketing poobah at a growing company that's taking over the planet. You know, like, what's your story, man? All right. Um, so to keep you all tuned into this part, I'll tell you at the end, I'll tell you about the, the, the fun dinner that I had with, with Will I Am and the CEO of BlackBerry where we talked about um, my humps Fergie song. Okay. Oh, so um, I'm uh, so I'll give you a bit of my backstory. So yeah, I'm yeah. By trade, I, uh, I, I, I graduated. She's a developer? Um, yeah, it was a, a program called Systems Design Engineering with, oh, cool. um, that, was, that was mostly focused on, um, on computer engineering and, and design. And, um, and, and when I graduated, I went into software and I started my career at BlackBerry. I'm uh, from Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, uh, which is the headquarters of, of, uh, of BlackBerry. Got it. And this was back in 2001 when it was like, when it was cool. Oh my God. It was so cool. It was, <laughs> uh, it was like before there were such things as smartphones. Like we actually right. launched the first real smartphones ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot of history there. But I'll, I'll save you the story. Um, but I started as an engineer, and yeah. I actually started off doing developer support. So I didn't work on internal products. We were, back in 2001, building a community of mobile app developers who were creating hmm. mobile apps for Blackberries. And uh, I started off doing developer support and working with that community to support them. And um, over the years, I found that I was actually a, not a good developer. Uh, <laughs> Same here. So I them at first. But what I was really good at was support, evangelism. Yeah communicating with these people, understanding the technology, and then translating what they were trying to do into product requirements. And I, I didn't know it at the time, but I really ended up kind of being more of like a product marketer, uh, yeah. where I talked to all of these developers and try to figure out problems they were having, things they were trying to do, and then work with our own team to go, you know, we should do this, or we should do that, or let's, right. you know, their games aren't working because, you know, we don't have the right things here, let's add right. that. So it was really fun, but I really enjoyed that advocacy and evangelism and, and tying technology to business. And, and eventually, you know, long story short, I ended up, um, you know, really, you know, building out and running a broader partner program there that included technology, business and marketing. Um, and, I, and I really kind of really globbed more on to that business development and marketing side of it, of again, communicating stories and, and communicating to the market. And, um, and that's what I really fell in love with. And so I uh, sort of piggybacked on that and, and went to a couple of other startups and, sure. and then eventually landed here at Bidyard. And, uh, you know, I love it because it's been, you know, again, I, I didn't come in here with a video guy. I came in here right. as a technology storyteller communicator. And community and, builder uh, too. You know, and, and yeah. partnership builder. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. So it was, uh, so all of that certainly has, has come into play with what we're doing. And, right. and yeah, to your point, we, you know, we partner with, with Salesforce, with HubSpot, with like Marquette, a lot of different companies. A lot of agencies and, uh, too. A lot of agency partners. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's all super important, but it was, a. Uh, it was a really, uh, it was a really fun path, and um, you know, I, I love the, that history of being in the technology groups and, and understanding sort of how developers work, um, and and having a broader experience, and and I bring a lot of that to, to how I approach marketing, because I think we all have to have an appreciation, of course, for the products and services we're selling, um, an appreciation for the sales process, right, and an appreciation for you know the marketing that we're we're trying to do, but I, I think. You know, if uh, having other experiences prior to becoming a marketer, I think has made me, you know, a lot more effective in, in what I'm doing. Agreed. It's, it's, it's almost like that's the flavor, you know? Yeah. Like in the ramen, in the marketing ramen soup, like the flavor <laughs> comes from whatever weird thing or interesting path we came from the, the, the dev side, the tech side, but then yeah. more of the human interaction, the support, and then eventually the product marketing, the, the draw the draw of being pulled over to marketing where it's just like, this is awesome. You yeah. Know, and then communicating with people, but using technology. 
Yeah, and, and and the one you know the one recommendation I'd I'd put out there for folks is if um you know I'm sure a lot of people came up in a in a marketing um, path, and uh, you know most of you probably get this, but I think if you you know if you if you grew up as a brand communications marketer, yeah, um, spend you know spend time with the data, the science, the technology teams as much as you can to really understand as you know, you don't have to get your fingers dirty in like programming campaigns, <laughs> Sure, but learn as much as you can about that. So you can, again, become a more well-balanced and you can understand how the science can support the art. And of course, vice versa, right? If you're right. like, you grew up as a marketing ops demand gen junkie and you're in there in the tools. Um, if you have an opportunity to expose yourself to the brand side of things, to the communications, to the content side, you know, the more and more you do that, um, I think it sets you sets yourself up to be able to, uh, you know, evolve your career and appreciate again how, you know, one side can can complement the other, and they're both so important. Um, which is probably the biggest thing I've learned in the last few years is is how important both of those are, which which makes the job of a CMO really tough. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. Um, interesting. Uh, you know, it, it's that, you know, I was going to say flavor, but it's also, you know, maybe you're on the science side. You maybe have your preference to your point. Still seek out that other side. It makes you more balanced. Even if you know that hey, you're creative, you're the artist, you, great job on Photoshop. It's not me, by the way. And yep. then you know, the tech side, ah, so, so it, it still helps to, to understand more of the capabilities over there. Cause that may, may jog your mind and you might have some great ideas that you can use. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And we do like lunch and learns for our team where it's just, we drive like cross-functional knowledge sharing. And, you know, we did a lunch and learn on, you know, on, on email marketing, right. As simple as it is, the people who yeah. do it, they live and breathe it. But for the other people on the team, just to be exposed to like, here's how we actually build a list and here's how we do suppressions and, right. you know, here are the limits and, and, you know, how Pardot helps make sure we don't spam too many people. And, you know, for everybody else, it's like, it, it, like the brand and creative people, I get the feedback all the time. They're like, this is super cool. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna have to do that. Maybe not today, but today <laughs> just having a basic appreciation for how that works. Um, it goes a long way. And it, uh, and, and I think that stuff helps. And, you know, marketing is so multidisciplinary now. Um, and it's, it's, you know, there is no such thing as a, just a marketer anymore. So, right. uh, so again, that's probably my, my recommendation and challenge to, to, to those of you out there is, you know, learn, learn as much as you can. Again, you don't have to take courses or spend time in it, but if there are other people in your company who, you know, are doing that and have experience, just grab a coffee with them, you know, mm -hmm. ask them to teach you something, you know, a half hour every month or just little things to, uh, to appreciate the, uh, the, the different sides of, of modern marketing. That's really cool. And somewhere along the, that pathway, you added four kids to the mix. Oh my goodness. <laughs> how do you, how do you do it? I got two and it's a zoo. <laughs> I don't yeah. know before. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do. So I have four kids um, between the ages of three and 11 right now, yeah. uh, which is phenomenal. I absolutely love it. You know, the totally. reason that four was because, you know, we just, we, we, we kept really enjoying it. Totally. Um, and I think, you know, for, uh, for me, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a lot of time. Um, but I think, you know, for me personally, I, I really, you know, I force myself to, to have a great work-life balance and, um, you know, I do everything I can when I'm, when I'm here and I'm online, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll open up the laptop after the kids are in bed, but, um, uh, but there's so many things that are, are so important in those times of, you know, mm. for us, there's hockey and there's dance and there's parkour <laughs> and there's Lego robotics and there's animation yeah. classes. And, but these things are, are, are really, really important. And I think the nice thing for me is that like half those things end up re-inspiring me and like watching yeah. them do what they do is, uh, is so inspirational for me. Um, and it's, it, it gives me a ton of energy and, and I, and I, and I really appreciate it. 
Um, and then I also use them to spot check my work. So when we <laughs> campaign, it's funny, my kids think I have the most amazing job because I think all I do is create like April Fool's Day videos. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, but it is really, it is really quite fun when I show them some of the work that we do. And I actually, I'm like, if they actually laugh at some point through here, then I know we nailed it because if it's that accessible that like my kids can kind of appreciate it without knowing right. the market, um, you know, we hit on something. And, and so I sometimes use them as a test bed for our campaigns. You know, and sometimes six-year-olds laugh at things that aren't <laughs> even funny. So <laughs> that's, it's a good testing audience. Yeah, but it I, is. I love the, the, the reminder of, you know, the Lego robotics, the different things that they take interest in. Yeah. So just exposes you to that too. If you hadn't been a part of that, um, you know, my daughter just got into, you know, doing some ballet and just found out she's going to be the nutcracker, right? You know, oh, it's going to be, going to be an angel. Right. Apparently you just sort of walk out and you float out and you go back, but, um, that's cool. And, <laughs> and, you know, so being exposed to just different things that I didn't even know about. And, um, you know, I, I don't have a background in ballet, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, I'm learning. So, and uh, it, it was funny to watch her in the kitchen the other day, uh, teach the misses some, some like, this is first position, this yeah. is second position, you know, and just a little bit of that. It just, it's so neat. That's like the variety when you go home and just the, the things that they bring and, and the things that they're learning is it's just to your point. Yeah. It's very energizing and inspiring. Well, and I, I think for, you know, again, those of you out there uh, that do have kids as they start to get even just a little bit older, like again, my nine and 11 year olds, um, you know, they give, I'm getting a lot of cues from them of, you know, kind of where the market is today and where it's going, right? Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old Gen Xer, right? Like I'm sure my millennials here at the office that just like, I just can't do Instagram. I don't get Instagram. I don't know how to work it. it doesn't, oh yeah. I don't know, but I'm trying <laughs> That's not me, but like my, again, my, you know, my, my kids, I watch them interact with, you know, of course they have tablets and, and they're just like, it's crazy to see how they're growing up on this and how they interact with touch screens and, mm -hmm. you know, how they interact with video and how they interact with imagery. And, you know, I fear for our society that people won't be able to read, <laughs> you know, in the future because, mm -hmm. um, but, but it's the reality of, again, you put something in front of them and they're always inclined to push the play button. Um, right. you know, or, you know, again, interact with something more visual. And I appreciate at that age, that's probably expected, but right. you know, right down to the three-year-old, right? Like she's just like, takes the phone and she's like, I want like, if there's a play button, she's hitting it. Right. Oh, yeah. Visceral reaction. She's like her expectation of what she's going to get from that is very different from anything else. And so like as marketers, we, we can take cues from that. And I'm, again, it's like, I think it's, 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 it's helped me because, because I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like there's a reason that they're addicted to that play button and we got to mm -hmm. find it as, as marketers and appreciate it because the older people have that too. And the younger generation is going to be looking for it. So uh, right, take right. inspiration. If you do have kids, you know, just keep an eye on what they're doing because that uh, is quickly going to become uh, a trend. You're right. They help keep you young. You know, I, I did the Instagram <laughs> thing or I have it, but to your, to your point, I, yeah, I'm on that cusp of confusion where it's like, I've got it. It's kind of cool. But then I'm like, but I'll, what do I post my photo on Facebook and on Instagram? And I guess I the answer know. is yes, but, um, or <laughs> pick one, but you know, yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, if you click on, if you click on it twice, it likes it versus the other thing and you can't link. Yeah. yeah it's like a whole new languages. And my daughter's just like, boom, boom, boom. I'm done. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. all right. I hope, I don't know where it's going, but I hope yeah. it's okay. <laughs> it's really? Yeah. Uh, it's cool, but but yeah, I I love it. It's 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 super inspiring, um, and and really interesting to to watch how that that generation is growing up. But you know, it, it's also educates me more about the millennials I'm surrounded by as well, and I can start to appreciate from that bridge over of like, oh, I see why they do that, or you know, yeah. when I say this, why they're like, why? What do you mean you can't? You don't know how to create a video? They're just like, I, I don't know. I 
they just grew up on it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook live. It's, you know, Instagram yeah. videos. It's all the expectation all of immediacy and simplicity. And like, you know, it's like the smartphones and tablets are either going to ruin that generation or they're going to make them crush it because <laughs> they know, like they expect simplicity. They expect immediacy. They expect value. They have low tolerance. Maybe I'll end my rant on that, which is yeah. a lot of people, when we talk about video and content. We all hear the, you know, the goldfish attention span analogy that everybody, it's like, oh, you know, well, just like a, the, you know, a shorter attention second. span than yeah. goldfish now. We're like seven second attention span. It's all we? <laughs> well, I think the, I think it's a, the, the, this may be my last, my last myth bust is yeah. my myth bust is the goldfish analogy doesn't matter, right? The, we have seven second attention span, nine or 10. That doesn't matter. Mm. The point is we have low tolerance these days. Uh, yeah. Right? So, yeah, I mean, tell me you have a seven-second attention span and then go watch binge for four hours on Game of Thrones, right? You've got an attention span totally. if what you're watching or what you're reading or what you're looking at is interesting to you, yep. keeps you engaged, and delivers on the promise of value, entertainment, interest, or whatever it is. So the goldfish short attention span thing is – uh, is irrelevant for us marketers. What's right. relevant is we have low tolerance as humans now for anything that is not interesting, relevant, reliable. Um, because if it's not, we know we can do one click, one click to find something that is, or <laughs> no. we expect it'll find us, right? Yeah. Or we swipe yeah. or whatever, right? But like we have, we have no tolerance for crap or for something that's not interesting. So back to personalization, make sure it's interesting, make sure it's relevant, make sure it's the right time, but make sure it's also the experience they want to lean in on or they're going to go next next love Boom. it man if i had a mic smashed. i dropped it <laughs> the mic and you smashed it you know the myth and then you just dropped it and it flew into the sky that was awesome i don't know if you looked at the clock it's like a time warp i know i feel like we've been here for 15 minutes but it's probably been two hours yeah about that <laughs> sorry it happens been- no, this is great. I mean, this is, I, I'm here to learn, really. I mean, I, the only reason we have this podcast is for me to learn, you know, I hope everyone else learns too, but no, this has been great. I, I've been taking notes over here. I got like, I got page, awesome got tons of stuff over here. So this has been great. Thank you so much for coming here and, and just sharing this wisdom. It's awesome. My pleasure. I thank you for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So, uh, you know, press the damn button. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't be scared to hit record. Um, and happy, happy personal video marketing to all of you. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love, don't be afraid to hit record and also don't be afraid to share this with someone else. There you go. Anything today, share this with someone so they can learn that too. get them over that fear of, of being on screen, hitting record. That that's a great challenge. Do that. Do that this week. Do that next week. Hit record. Try it out. 10 seconds. I don't even care. Just say hi. See what it looks like. Giggle, laugh. Who cares? Just, you know, and, and, or, and if you need inspiration, go look at the YouTube of this and look at me and then, you know, you'll be light years better. So <laughs> this has been awesome though. So everyone out there, this has been the hardcore marketing show. We will catch you all next time.